0: Hello and welcome to another Thunder edition of Off the Wagon. We got Jameson and Ford back here talking Thunder basketball after the All-Star game. And boys, lots happened since the last time we got all we all got together here. Um mainly the Thunder uh after being down a couple roster spots, they got their guy, uh, Marquise Morris.
1: Yeah, I mean Huge. I mean I don't know exactly how to take this. I don't know if this was really our guy. We kind of there's Douglas. He's scratching his collar. Come on, Douglas. So uh, yeah, this, is,
0: this is a very dog edition of the th- of uh, the Thunderpod. We got we got Douglas and Scooter.
1: No, Scoot bounced a while ago. Who's out? Scoot was out. All right. Well, uh, we got Douglas out. though. He yeah, but what I, what I was saying is like Mark Keefe. I didn't think really was kind of like our guy. I, he's kind of our third option. And I'm kind of taken to the point of like we just needed to sign a guy because we were gonna have to do ten day contracts every single like. 10 days i guess to keep maintaining that 14 roster spots kind of thing and who knows if another buyout guy in the future that we could be waiting for would even sign with us so we were really kind of in a sticky situation had to take whoever we could and i think Markeith was a very good take on that
2: well i I would i mean i'd take him i don't i don't really see him as much of a a third option i mean i think more defense and more three-point shooting i mean who's going to say no to that and Markeith Morris has been a solid, solid player, a rotation player, since he entered the league in 2011. I mean, I'm pretty happy with the oh. pickup.
1: Oh, yeah, but I mean, what I was saying is, like, Wayne Ellington and Wesley Matthews were our first options because we're looking for a guy that's under Robertson insurance. We didn't want too much to screw up our flow. I mean, we're happy to we to put him in yeah. and compete for Patterson's minutes because obviously he's been mm-hmm. very inconsistent there.
2: I was going to say that because that's what you were vouching for earlier. Oh, of like, course. You and that's, really that's, wanted, what, like, a backup big to replace oh, him.
1: That's what I wanted, but the difference of like, what the Thunder really wanted. I think this was kind of a move like maybe if they weren't absolutely enamored with Markeith, I think they still had to take him here because there's – a financial implication with this that we need to get a buyout and quick. And he's a good guy, you know. So like, if some guy wants to come to OKC, we pretty much have to take that.
0: Yeah, I think there are some concerns injury wise with him Uh coming off that. I believe what was quoted as a severe spinal injury. I don't know how uh, severe. Thoracic
1: outlet syndrome, which just means whiplash or a stinger to the neck. It's. I mean, it's not that. Gotcha. Right. I. I didn't. I didn't really know because you know sometimes anytime you see spine, I think people freak out a bit. But you know,
2: when did he get that?
1: He got hit the hell out by LeBron James whenever they were playing the Lakers and like hurt his neck and it's like a six week recovery thing. But it's like you can play through it as long as you just don't get hit. So
2: whiplash like type thing.
1: Yeah,
0: it's kind of like that. No. Yeah, and so, he he's been out since like January, so it's <laughs> he's had some time.
2: What if he was out like on a on like a off day and he was like on a mechanical bull riding thing (laughs) like that's how he got injured.
0: Yeah, I mean kind
1: of similar. (laughs) Yeah, I could
0: see that. It's
2: like, no no it didn't happen. I just got hit by LeBron.
1: (laughs) But no, the thoracic outlet syndrome was false What was Markeith Morris? He was he was like a cervical something. Uh let me look it up. It was cervical neuropraxia.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah what's that
1: that's that's the whiplash thing the, the I mixed them up because I was like thoracic is not neck cervical is so I screw that up so sorry yeah. everybody but yeah oh no that's okay it's, it's, it's just a stinger and whiplash this thoracic neuropraxia is just a bunch of bullcrap that somebody made up for Mark Fultz bad <laughs> shooting <laughs> oh yeah, it just, yeah it's just
2: it kind of had to make something up for that
1: just yeah to
2: save his reputation
0: guy just completely forgot how to shoot a free throw there it was ridiculous um but i i'm not too worried about his injury long term i think this is a type of deal you just you pick up a guy if if you, i i mean you can't really trust patrick patterson down the line and we see, we've seen what can happen if uh, noel or adams or both get injured um and you don't you don't want you don't want patterson playing the bulk of the five and you definitely you definitely don't want to have grant out there at all times trying to play center it just it just doesn't work for you know, really an extended amount of time. It works in some lineups, except for Patterson. I, I don't really think he's, I don't really think he's a fit here.
1: Yeah, I think Markeith Morris really would be good in those kind of, whenever Steven Adams is in foul trouble or one of nerlins or him is hurt, because Markeith fits a lot better with Jeremy Grant and is Markeith's going to be the four? Let's just put that out. He's not going to be the five in any sense of anything. I think there could be a severe case where we have a really small lineup, and PG is our four, and Marquise is our five, and we try to throw some things up. But Jeremy Grant's going to be the five over him because I mean he's six ten, his twin 6'9", nine, so he's a little bit bigger. But the way he plays, he stays on the outside, and I I, I don't see this as any kind of like backup center is what some people were worrying about. This is more of like Patterson was not working. And we still would like to use him if he's efficient, because there was a couple times where he was making his threes and he was working well for us. But if he goes out there and he duds, especially like he did in the Pelicans game, we have another guy that we can put in and say, hey, here's Patterson's minutes because he's not producing. We did not have that beforehand, and that's why I was a huge advocate of getting this position rather than getting a a wing, because we have a bunch of wings that can play. There's no one beyond Patterson. I mean, I understand Nader is, a bad, is not the best option, especially to come playoffs, but still we have an Andre Robertson that they seem somewhat confident that he's going to come back. This is definitely the biggest need I thought on the team, and if Markeith can step in and play like he's had, he's a double-digit like career points-per-game scorer. He's down to the three points, but career he's about 34% from three. I mean, he's going to be aggressive, and he could be a guy that comes in He can actually make – his own points and score the ball rather than patterson is extremely dependent on other people and then it's a very low chance that he even produces
2: he's a tough guy too Mm -hmm. i like it he brings that like he'll get some techs. i love it (laughs) we need someone on our team like that yeah we had not had one since like perk
1: yeah and there's i'm there's like maybe some people that are trying to find the negative and everything saying that might be not the best because of his experience with uh, Phoenix Suns and had a bad <laughs> locker room thing there, but that was because they said we're not trading yeah, at your Washington. twin brother, and then they trade away his twin brother. It's I mean it's because they went directly like yeah. against exactly what they told him. And whenever you have a twin brother, there's no other set of twins in the NBA. That's just something you really can't really compare to anything.
2: And then you go to Washington, where like the pl- other players are having like Twitter wars against each other. Yeah, and, uh, with John Wall and Marcin Gortat, that locker room was pretty – it was in shambles too.
0: Oh, it was so toxic. It's It's been brutal, and I, I kind of feel bad for Scotty Brooks for having to handle that at times. But um, my favorite thing about the Morris twins is the fact that they have like basically the same tattoos. So in the old sun's days that's like huge. they, they would, yeah they would go out together and you couldn't really tell who was who uh, if you weren't
1: looking at the numbers but you just check it's 1 inch difference I think that's how I've always looked at it but you cannot by just plain looking at them you have no idea because there's always those jokes where it's like they'd be watching the game and like Marquise was doing really bad in the first half and then like Marcus would disappear and come back and they're like, oh shit, Marcus came in and came in and just balling out mm-hmm. in the second half, had to go save his brother's reputation and everything. As a Thunder, we would have way rather had Marcus. That's just one thing I'll put out there. If everyone thinks just because they're twins, they're clones, they're not. They're completely different. The way Marcus plays for Boston, he plays more of a 3 role. old plays more of a 4 now what I have enjoyed to have Marcus because he had, brings more versatility in playing that 3 and can also play a little 4. Absolutely. But we still got a really good get in Markeith. Mar- For
0: sure. I'm I'm a big fan of Keith. I think he'll I think he'll be pretty good. It's going to be interesting to see him on a He hasn't really been on an actually good team since uh the He's the, never the, been on Well, team. no, he he had that Wizards team that went oh, on yeah. a run.
2: All right, one That's
0: wizard. right. Yeah. There was one Wizards team that went on a pretty solid run, and they were they were decent. So they've, he's been on decent teams, but it'll be
2: his brother's the one that's got all the luck
0: Mm-hmm. They're good teams. Yeah, that's for sure. But
2: I, mean, I think it says something too that he chose us, uh, you know, a small market team over LA and Houston.
1: Well, it's it's what I think we're starting to see more and more. And we saw okay, we can make fun of it, but we saw with Carmelo Anthony, PG and Russ are going out and recruiting, and it came out that he, that. He, they were out there, and he, they convinced him that whatever role is on the team was enticing enough for him to come over those bigger teams. I guarantee you the Lakers could have paid him a little bit more money than us. Houston, who knows? Houston needed him way more than us. They would have played him way more minutes than we would. But he's, I'm obviously he saw something that he liked in PG and Russell that he said, I actually would rather be here than there. It's, it's, and I mean, I really don't think it's the role as much as I think it's just they, Russ and PG sold it really well.
2: I also think it's because the um, PG, like Paul George re signing with the Thunder really put the league on, or the Thunder on notice in the league, saying, like, you know, oh, you know, you might want to go play in bigger markets like LA, New York, Chicago, and Houston, but there's something special in Oklahoma City with the culture, the facilities, and the organization and the type of players that we have here. And I think that's really kind of turned players' heads and minds when thinking of Oklahoma City and considering signing with them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think culture, the culture that's been established in Oklahoma City has been huge, and it's something where, honestly, I think some of the free agents and some of the kind of buyout picks we would have gotten, we, we, we missed out on, such as like a Pau Gasol or a Mike Miller. Um, if it just would have happened. Didn't have opera. Yeah, because we didn't have enough opera houses and the arts weren't as good as uh, Chicago. And um, I I think that culture has become a big selling point for this team, the same way that some some free agents buy into the Spurs culture. But this has a different feel to it. Um, And I think the Paul George – like, I I agree. I think the Paul George thing was a massive, massive win for the Thunder culture, especially for a team with Westbrook on it. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, proven Especially that they can that get a bullshit al- narratives. Yeah, <laughs> proven that they can like get along, and you know, I, I think I think down the, from the facilities to how Presti operates to get with the guys, you know, with the with, um, you know, they all have uh, like chefs and all these meals prepared for them and really take care of their guys. I think
1: we've really earned a reputation a lot around the league for being
0: you know top mm-hmm. notch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that really... I guess I'll play devil's advocate in this case, That's how much huge. that brings in. But you got to remember, this is a buyout guy. He's playing how many games less we have in the season. He didn't sign on for multiple years. Uh, I, I really Never do think know. it's he... I think part of what you said earlier is Markeith's a dog. He's got a chip on him. And Ru- Russell tends to kind of take in those kind of guys and does well with them because they kind of see... I kind of see myself in that kind of guy. But the, on the other thing is, like... He is one of our biggest free agents that we've ever gotten ever. We this culture we have, we can say it and everything, but other than like guys that okay, Paul George isn't a free agent. We we traded for him, then he signed. I'm not counting that, I'm not counting like guys that we've re-signed. Out of just guys from different teams that we've gotten out, Nerlens Noel and Markeith Morris are probably the best that we've ever gotten. And we're working on this culture right now. But I, it's it's not it's not I don't really I don't really don't think it's just kind of like that he loves the aspect of Oklahoma because most of the buyout guys right now are taking I want to go to Detroit like Wayne Ellington go to Indiana like Wesley Matthews because they're trying to prove it and then get a big contract next Markeith said screw that I'm going to this team where there's not that many minutes there but I like that um, the way that they play and I think that I can win with them that's really what I think it is because if his other options were Lakers and Houston those are toxic groups right now that are on the downward hill of, like, not doing well this season. But uh, us, we're we're very stock high. Uh, I I really do think it's a complete basketball decision on his end of being a winner rather than going to a place to get money or going to a place for the culture.
0: Hello? Yeah, for sure. Hello? Is anybody there? Who who is the call for? It? What, what what was what was that the deal was my with
2: the dad's nineteen thirties phone that he
0: did here? <laughs> did you was was a uh, it sounded like I don't know like the bat phone or something?
1: <laughs> hoy, hoi <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. No,
0: this
1: is this is one you were looking for two two I say. <laughs>
0: oh God, all time classics.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so. Let's take a little look at how the Thunder did. It's been a while since we've all three of us have talked. Um, a bit of a good. It, it was a really good run, if you really look at it, from Boston on to the All Star break, except for the but, damn
2: Pelicans game. Yeah, which I was at. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, absolute stinker uh, for New Orleans. But that doesn't. I don't think that ruins anything. I don't think people. I don't think you could really key in on it too much. Um, really, you didn't that
2: have two of our guys
0: yeah that is uh, not the Grant. excuse that's that's not an excuse okay <laughs> but
2: still like i'm just saying
0: no i mean that's a, that's a, the pelicans are a team you should beat um
1: dude but if you re- look
2: on their roster like ad still no, playing they're not no, that no, bad they no. didn't play the second
1: half he didn't play the second half they didn't even stay for the game le- yeah he left the arena i'm
2: trying like, to make myself feel better <laughs> like, <laughs> no, guys no, you're really no, screwing no, it for me no don't get me
1: wrong i love drew holiday i think in a perfect world if we could have gotten Drew Holiday at the at the trade deadline, that would have been awesome because he'd fit so perfectly in that two spot. Uh, and plus, I mean, if we, we'd have had to trade Dennis Schroeder and Andre Robertson for him, but he's legitimately like the good parts of Dennis Schroeder and the good parts of Andre Robertson combined. He would have been they great. He really
2: for shut PG down.
1: Yeah, no, and he's great. and awesome. He dominated Ferguson on the offensive side of the ball. Ferguson looked like a little oh, yeah. skinny kid, which he is, because even though boy. yeah, Holiday's not that big, I mean – he he bullied him physically
0: yeah drew i i think drew holiday is one of the more underrated players in the league uh that that guy he's not i wouldn't i don't know if he's a star yet but he's like he's like like that little tier right below a star like i think he could take that jump um he might be a little too old for it but i mean
2: kind of like a mike conley like that
1: just below that's the exact player i was thinking of too
0: that's exactly the tier. Yeah, I, I agree. But I mean, Holiday, I mean, he's he's a hell of a player. And New Orleans has these guys who they they're not they're they're not like great players every night, but I mean, like a Julius Randle, he can come out and just bust you for a night. They
2: got players that can just go off.
0: Yeah. They, they got they got sneaky guys. But that that's enough talk about the Pelicans. You know? Like
2: Alex Achinsa or whatever. <laughs> this is probably the most <laughs> cut and then back back.
0: <laughs> this, pro- this is probably uh, the mo-
2: Fuck it. We don't have anyone else to sign, but <laughs> I'll bring you back on.
0: This is probably the most anyone's talked about the Pelicans, uh and not talking about like trading them to the Lakers or oh, Anthony no. Davis to the Lakers, so let's move on from that. Um I was really I was really happy with the Portland and Houston win, so those That's were some Portland. gutty wins. Yeah.
2: That Portland I was, was with so you fine. too on um, saying like if if we if we win at Houston we'll lose to Portland or vice versa but we came out man and really laid it to them that Portland game. I was surprised after that huge comeback I thought for sure we were going to have a letdown game. After that huge like emotional comeback I thought for sure but we really came out punched them in the mouth. Did well.
1: Yeah, and then with Grant and uh, Schroeder out, I was like, "All right, this one's just probably over." And and, exactly, and that's yeah. where the Pelicans' excuse for we had two guys out does not make any sense because uh, we absolutely ripped the we're Trailblazers. We're home, home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I mean, and it does it really doesn't matter. That game, that game versus the Trailblazers was just so fun. That was like an absolute. I, I, the only way I could have made that better if PG made that three at the end for the fifty-point triple double. Like, yeah. such such a fun game. So mad I wasn't there, but. I understand the whole triple-double thing's kind of getting old and I'm getting kind of tired of it, but still seeing history being made, I even though I don't buy too much into the triple-double stuff, I that's awesome to look at and really, really fun to watch as a fan.
0: Yeah, the triple-doubles were fun and all, but honestly, for me, the biggest thing I loved was seeing uh, old man Ray Felton and uh, Deontay Burton out there. Oh my god, Chunky, that was
1: right? awesome.
0: <laughs> Yeah the 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 thick the thick duo out there the just boys. tearing it up. I, I loved it. I I, I love seeing Ray Felton. I I think he's. I mean obviously he's not a great backup point guard, but I think people have kind of. I think people have kind of revisionist history to, a bit, acting like he was awful last year. He was we, not bad.
1: We've got we got really really lucky with how he's done the past two games because you guys can you guys can say oh Raymond Felton is awesome and everything, but look from the jump from uh, Samash Christian to Raymond Felton. Yes, that was a very big jump. We, we thought we were so blessed last year, and that's we hyped up Raymond Felton to be this kind of god because, obviously, who's better than Samash Christian every damn person in the NBA? And then the jump from... Raymond Felton, tell me, tell me the jump from Raymond Felton to Dennis Schroeder. How big of that is that been for our team? Oh, it's been enormous. It's been absolutely huge because been Felton can't because Felton can't league. run the fast break with him. He's too slow. He's a liability on defense, and if he doesn't hit his shots, he's a high volume shooter, and he can completely screw up the the whole the whole flow of an offense. I understand. I I got called out. I was talking right before to one of my friends saying that. That he's going to screw up our flow and we're going to get screwed this game. But whenever he makes his shots, he's hero ball. But other than if he's missing his shots, it completely messes with us. That's what I'm going to say about Raymond Feldman. He's a guy that does not need to play for the rest of the season. I'm hoping Dennis Schroeder stays healthy and does not have any more children. (laughs) Oh, for
2: sure. Big Daddy, honestly, I will say Big Daddy Ray, that dude's form is hideous. (laughs) Like. When he when he puts up that shot, it is grotesque looking. It's but a it push in. shot. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's the most hated player in Trailblazers history or whatever. Did you guys see that article that came out from the? Uh, Why? From like it was like way back in the day because Trailblazers people hated him so much because just like the the way he plays, like I said, he if he he tries he puts out a lot of production and if he doesn't uh, make his shots. And he dribbles the ball too much. People hate him for that. And that's what he did. And he turned the ball over a lot. I think there was a famous moment where he kept dribbling the ball off his foot out of bounds. And that's where <laughs> the trailblazers were getting really mad about him. And, like, the fans were just in outrage. And that's why they boo him all the time. They whenever cut him he... that night. Do you remember how they, they boo him whenever he comes over there? No, yeah, they hate him. I never really
2: him. noticed it.
0: He's, like, one of those guys who they just they don't like. He was apparently a really bad attitude guy over there, too. It's like Reggie Jackson for us almost, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Andy, but Andy, not, like,
1: not nearly as good.
0: No, not at all. Reggie Jackson. I know people like to trash on him because you know of how he left the Thunder, but that game four against Memphis in two thousand
2: fourteen.
0: We were, we were. That was an all time. That was an all time bench, probably an all time Thunder performance in general. Um, Saved the season. Yeah, and I, I think that type of performance is something that. You you can really get out of Dennis Schroeder, especially with how you've seen him come out in these third quarters and just absolutely be that guy that we hadn't had.
1: But, well, yeah, I, yeah, I just I completely agree with you. But I just say that people saying, oh, look how good Raymond did. He doesn't play enough. We need to give him minutes. I do not want to see double point guard plays with him and Schroeder and him and Westbrook. No, that is not good. That is desperation. And it shows you how not good he was from the jump to him to Schroeder. And I understand Schroeder's a good player, but – our team, and that's one thing I've thought about, is our team was predicated on speed and defense, and we've completely strayed away from that recently. And it, it's worrying me because I don't, I don't care that we're winning games. That was the identity we set forward to do, and we thought that that's going to be our ch- shot to differentiate us from the rest. But we're still not playing good defense, and we're not playing fast enough in the fast break. Yeah, and I, still,
2: I, I think we're still uh, first in steals fourth in transition uh, offense and i think we're i think we're fifth in defensive rating i think overall steals, still to this
1: date it's because steals is i mean yeah steals lead to fast breaks but the idea of once you get the ball from a rebound and you're going or once you get the ball from turnover and going that's like what i mean by the speed and the fast break kind of thing we're not really pushing the ball and I, I think Westbrook's getting more into his comfort zone now that he's doing better. But what we need to get the Russell get that rebound and just push it every single time. Uh, Ferguson and Paul George are the ones that are creating those steals. It's, it's just as simple as that. Paul George can play the passing lane while Ferguson is running around with the guys. It's It's been really great. That's one dynamic we've been really proud of. But our narrative has shifted this season is what I'm saying. We're winning games with it, but it does make you kind of worried that should we – Go back to try to go into that speed, or just go with what we have no. right now.
2: By the way, I thought you were saying something different. Go ahead.
1: I kind of think this
0: um, this way we've been playing—if you know, high, just shooting a lot of three pointers, making a lot of three pointers—I don't really know if that's sustainable. I know I, completely. Yeah, get back to rebounding very well. get Get back to going fast. I, I think they will. I, I, I just. I'm really worried that if they fall in love with this, they're going to get to some road game in San Antonio or Utah in the playoffs or something. Go ice cold and, you know, it's hard to get back to your identity when you relax and just
1: chuck up a bunch of threes. The three-pointer is such like a, like, once once you start making them and you see them go in, that's all you want to do because it's just like this... Precious object that if you if you're getting it over and over and over you're not going to go away from it That's why people heat check all the time. So if we're going to keep on making threes We're not going to go back and stop shooting them We're going to keep on shooting them and let's if it ain't broke don't fix it But whenever it does go cold we need to make sure we check ourselves real quick
2: So side note real quick Um, So does anyone can anyone tell me I was doing some history on Raymond Felton Can anyone tell me where he was drafted and like what pick? He was what?
1: drafted with.
0: He was drafted by the Bobcats. I know.
1: I I know this, he was drafted wait, by the Bobcats. This
2: man was drafted fifth by the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> They're oh, worse. What a dud! What a dud! I and mean, they were
1: way worse for fifth picks. I mean, he was a star at North Carolina, right? Yeah, he was huge.
0: Jesus. I think. I think he was. Uh, was he in that kind of 05 UNC team?
1: What was it, Ford? Oh. Can you tell us?
2: Okay, let me go back. I was busy finding like well, we'll get back. pictures of Raven Felton. <laughs>
1: <Sure>. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Felton is a really lovable guy. But I now that we're bringing back the thick boys, I want to go back to Burton and how much I loved that game from Burton. That dude. Two oh five, by the way. Yeah. yeah. He. Yeah. And Burton is just like a guy who puts so much confidence in coming as a two-way guy that you barely see that in anybody. And I, the amount of confidence in a guy like that, with that athleticism, is so hard to find in the NBA. Confidence is so little from role players. He can come in, play 10 minutes, and he's going to jack up a bunch of threes and go straight to the rim. I, I love Burton. That game, a lot of people thought that, oh, that he's going to get a contract any second now. They're going to be waiting until March 1st. They'll see if there's any buyout candidates that they like better, but he's almost guaranteed a contract. Good, cheap, $800,000 a year contract. It's that dude's awesome.
2: a workhorse, man. I remember in the Summer League, that dude oppressed me.
0: Yeah, th- th- that's that's my favorite thing about this team is seeing some of the Summer League guys do well because it makes me feel validated for watching all those hours of Hamadou Diallo and Deontay Burton actually get, like, significant burn. Not significant, but they, they're, getting, they're getting minutes in, you know, non-garbage time situations. I, I love it. Both of those guys are so fun to watch athletically and, I mean... <sighs> They can shoot the ball
1: passably well. Not great by any means, but yeah, they're shooting. Especially Diallo's is suspect. Diallo really needs to take this offseason and work on that three-point shot. Like I said in the past pods, Burton's shot changes every time he shoots it. He is not he's not coached correctly on his shooting form. That's something he needs to work on, but I really do think I don't think we're going to get any buyout candidates anymore from the rest of the league. We would love to see a wing guy. I think we're kind of keeping our eye at the Clippers to see if they're going to try to buy out um, Garrett Temple or Wilson Chandler. But the Clippers actually still have a chance to make the playoffs. So I'm.
2: They won't though. Aren't they trying to tank now to get a higher draft pick? If they were, I mean, they've been making all the moves that would seem that that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, they're, but they. I feel like it's not more of like... If they could tank, it's going to be a difference between a 14 and 10. The way the Clippers are going to do well next year, and they know it is, is because they're going to get good free agents. So they need to create all the role players that are on there right now, is they need to keep a winning culture and not lose the locker room. So I don't think they're going to full-out tank. I think that their skill level... Might not be there, but they can't let guys like Shea Gilgius Alexander has been a great surprise for them. Just kind of go into this losing mentality. Whenever next year they have a definitely good chance of having like a Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard coming together,
2: mm-hmm. or Kevin Durant putting it in here.
1: Yeah, they're they're probably like like you said, they're probably not going to tank. I just
0: don't think they're probably going to you know go make it the in. Way. They're not going to make it in the top eight. I mean, I
2: stay that I, nine I, to ten. Who, range
0: who's who's your who's your team then, Sacramento? I like the Kings. I really do like the Kings.
2: Good for them, man. That makes me happy. If Sacramento makes the playoffs, I mean, God forbid they'd be playing the Warriors. So, I mean, they get rent out the building. But still, good for them. After everything they have been through and the terrible management, the terrible draft picks, like, they're finally getting building something together. That's Yeah.
1: I think I'm kind of in a weird position with that. I would love to cheer for Sacramento to make it to the playoffs at the 8th spot, but we've got to start thinking just from like a non-basketball fan and as a Thunder fan, our best chance is the Lakers to make that 8th spot because the Kings in no world ever is going to take out the Warriors in a 7-game series. I understand the Lakers are complete they dumpster fire all. right now, and they don't have a chance to beat the Warriors. But they have a little bit better of a chance because they have LeBron James, and that slight chance that LeBron James can go into one of those modes that he did a couple years ago and beating the Warriors in a seven-game series. That's what we got to hope for, and that's why we've got to actually cheer for the Lakers. Is that a convincing argument for y'all?
2: You think? What? You think if the I think the Jazz could maybe be a good little they're not going to be the 8th. They've
1: got the 29th easiest schedule for the rest of the season. And then the Western Conference nope. that's unheard of. They started off so hard schedule that that's why they're at this Standing. point. They're they're going to they're going to climb up. They're going to climb up big time and I think they may actually be giving us some trouble for that 3 spot.
2: No. The Jazz? Yes.
1: yes look go look at the the rest of the schedule and go look at the rest of our schedule. I you promise. mean
2: you mean give the Nuggets trouble for that 3
1: spot. Okay, whatever.
0: Okay, uh, I I think the Thunder are going to have some issues. I think we've been seeing us play very well, but I mean, it's still it's still one of the hardest schedules in the NBA. If not the hardest, I don't know for a fact. I agree though. I think we want the Lakers to be in that 8 spot. I I just have a weird feeling about Sacramento. I I just I don't know. This seems like one of those things where you look like looks like golden state might have to deal with lebron in the first round which honestly anything to wear out their guys more i'm all in favor of i'm all in favor of golden state having just a brutal road to get there go through let's say let's say the lakers round 1 round 2 the winner of portland houston either of those would give them just fits in terms portland of defensively would be i feel like we've said that like four other times and they get swept every time
2: <laughs>
0: That's um funny. I don't know I, I, I think I think no matter what Golden State weirdly whoever gets the one seed I think is going to have themselves an annoying run to the Western Finals because that's just a that's just a lot of a lot of teams defensive or a lot of teams as a defense that you don't really want to play against mm-hmm. because that's just a lot of running around
1: yeah it's very important for the Thunder to make the two seed because the difference between Houston mm-hmm. And San Antonio is unreal. And it's also even important if we don't get that two seed to get the three seed because we want to hopefully see some team miracle take out the Warriors in the second round. We need to see them in the Western Conference Finals rather than the second round. Well, I think home so the two court th- over
2: Denver is important, very important in my
1: opinion. Yeah, I, I completely oh, sure. agree. But I'm saying if the two is not obtainable, it is paramount we get the three. Exactly. Oh yeah. two or
0: th- It has to be two or three or else we're probably done in the second round.
1: Yes, I, I completely agree. But it's just from a from a thunder fan standpoint we weirdly need to cheer for the lakers and i hate to say that it's hard to cheer for the lakers especially right now but um the only thing i can get behind is the funny magic johnson uh gifs and videos that they've been sending i was like magic johnson whenever he didn't get hit with the tampering of her all-star break (laughs) he's like
0: running away The, the one the one you sent the other day of uh it's, it's it was like Magic Johnson talking to someone at the scorer's table, and then he runs like runs back to his seat. And it's like, hey, Magic, Adam Silver's
1: coming, and he <laughs> run it off. It's the derpy little Magic Johnson run, but yeah, yeah. That, See that that's funny. That, that I really like that. But um, I I don't I don't I in a realistic fan of me, it's going to be Sacramento because the way they're playing is awesome, and Harrison Barnes when they implement him into that offense, it's going to really work the way Buddy Heald's playing. For sure. Yeah,
0: I, I I'm I'm been, I'm real big on Buddy. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. Uh, uh, Vivek Ranadive finally got his his uh, kind of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson clone that he wanted. <laughs> big like or big like Clay shoots like
1: Steph. How the good original. of a trade was that Demarcus Cousins one for the Kings? Let's oh think yeah, that's a that's a trade that completely did a 360. What what pick did
2: they or what player did they use with that pick that they got from New Orleans?
1: Is it? Is have they used it yet? I didn't know. Was it that? Was know. that? Was it the same draft first, or was it? Oh. Let me let me take a look. Yeah, uh, Buddy,
2: Buddy Heal will be most improved player this year.
1: No, no, I no, no, Pascal no. No, no, no. It'll be no. Siakam. D are you kidding
2: me? Buddy Healed's averaging like twenty-one points.
1: Pascal to like Siakam. Did did you know Pascal Siakam's name last year? Yes, I actually did too. Okay. Well, I'm okay. But that's different. So pa- okay, I, I, well, it was a very, very because you probably saw him in two K or something. That did did nothing last no. year, and then the drop. The guy's dropping. He had, he's had a couple forty point games this year, and he's been awesome. Like you can't. Buddy Heald ask- has. Uh, all I'm saying is Buddy Heald was a guy that everyone knew could be good and was good, and Pascal Siakam legitimately mm. came out of nowhere. Most improved is the and floor for Pascal. Where do you have Pascal. Buddy
2: on that list then?
1: I don't know. I I just know that. Pa- all, I don't have a list. I know just for a fact that Pascal is the winner. That, that's how Ooh, confident we'll I am. I don't even need to make a list with that. Dude, that. That dude, Pascal, is like the prototype guy that you want on a team that has stars next to it. A guy that Hill can take over Sacramento. if he needs to. He's, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on this one. But I guess one thing that we haven't gone over yet is we can just do a quick little what we thought about the dunk contest. With Hamadou Diallo. I'll, my little take on it is, let's not overreact on this. It's awesome. Uh, this doesn't mean Diallo needs to play more minutes, to be honest with you. I, I think Diallo needs to kind of just chill and for the rest of the season and not really get many minutes. Garbage minutes is really what he needs, and then take this offseason to shoot. The dude, that honey dip was awesome. I wish he would have saved days, it till yeah. later. Yeah. But... I mean, because the, the dunk contest was so boring. That's my take on this. Like, like we had two good dunks, and then every, like everything else is just blah. Well, I'm really tired of. I
2: thought st- first two dunks were his
1: best. He <laughs> does that stuff in the warmups. Like that. Yeah. Like like the the second dunk was cool, and then Dennis Smith's flying dunk was really cool. And other than that, I wasn't really impressed.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of tired of dunk contests because it's just let's jump over people and things and. I I don't know I like I like seeing more creative dunks
2: it's like one guy will probably pretty much run the table and then I'd say you rarely get that Zach Levine Aaron Gordon you know dunk contests anymore now it's kind of all filled with like antics and stuff like that and costumes I mean all that's fun but it's like that doesn't masquerade the the dunk
1: I think it's got to be costumes and extreme athletes I think that's what makes it fun from the viewership it's not I mean, like i'm not like a dunk snob where it's like i'm looking for the perfect dunk you know no i mean i do kind of want to see the costumes i do want to kind of see the props but the whole jumping over people uh, that the other night it was just like everyone was jumping over people whatever like whatever jump over Jake cole jump over Dwayne Wade, jump over Shaq. i mean come Quavo. on
0: yeah it's just Shaq it's so yeah, Shaq was great because it's Shaq, But other than that, it was just like, eh, I don't know. But you know, I mean, hey, good for Diallo. It's rare you see a Thunder player win one of these. I think the last yeah. time, the last time they won a a Thunder player won one of these events. I think it was, was it? What's it? Three, Three point? point. Who? Uh, Durant. Did, uh, uh, did Durant did lose co- it? Durant lost. Durant went uh, to overtime and uh, law or not? Uh, overtime, that in second that round was Laws. what it was. Kevin
1: Love. For some reason, it was, I thought he won kevin Dur- oh kevin durant in the uh, horse competition that's I think what that's it what- was yeah, yeah i knew kevin durant won something because they were talking about but um kevin durant winning something when they were talking about the last thunders and i knew it was something it wasn't the three point overall
0: okay overall on a scale of one to ten how would you guys rate this all-star weekend
1: uh, i was i was intrigued i liked the, the all-star seven. game it was fun yeah i gave it about a seven it was a good one. The LeBron comeback was fun. Uh, All-Star Saturday night,
0: eh, it's okay. it was okay. Skills Challenge was fun with the, the Trey Young thing. The half-court shot was really cool with Jason Tatum. That was awesome. That That, that is a great way to end that
1: event. Uh,
2: yeah. To be honest, I'm not the biggest Skills Challenge guy. I don't really like it. It's just
1: it's, not that exciting. It's, it's, it isn't, Jesus. but that, they made it the most exciting they could on Saturday.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll give it an 8-3. Um, I especially when I'm adding in you know that they televised all-star you know the all-star picks I think they I think they can take it another step and make them pick them on court I think would be fun yes I think
2: I did like that idea
0: uh, I see I don't I know some people are like oh well, well they have to practice together I'm like come on nobody's
1: nobody's practicing anything really like that's the problem it's, is, it's is getting skillful. everybody in the one spot um when everyone has games leading up to the all-star game. Oh, pick know? them on on the court before the game. Uh, oh, like right before the game. Like, yeah, yeah just like ha- have yard, them, like,
0: have them in a line, they pick them out of a line. Ah, oh, that's kind of cool. I think yeah. that'd be I think that'd be cool cuz then you have the fan reaction where everyone's like freaking out. Um
1: no, I would Chris
2: Middleton gets picked last,
0: <laughs>
1: but, and, then, and then they'd have to figure out they'd have to make two jerseys each. But I guess they don't need to worry about that. that that's probably
0: not that expensive to yeah. the NBA when they're out here trying to create jerseys that change. Oh, we'll
2: just numbers. go to skins <laughs> shirts and skins shirts and skins maybe
0: that'd be kind of dope.
1: <laughs> no, you don't want to see Nikola Jokic without a shirt yeah, on. Or Dirk. You
0: don't want to see Dirk. Did Wait. you hear? Okay, did you hear what Jokic said? The hardest part of the skills challenge was.
1: Because he is too slow or something. Well,
0: they 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 asked him what the hardest part was. He said the running. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is that's I love it. I love w- I love myself some Jokic. Not really. I, do, I won't in the playoffs. Did you not enjoy <sighs> that? Whenever he threw the ball at LeBron, I did enjoy that. That was great. Oh, by the way, the pick that uh, that the Kings got—they traded to the Trailblazers, and the Blazers picked Zach Collins. And then what did they
1: get from the Trailblazers? Um, well, let's take a look here. Because Zach Collins is a very underrated player. I, I'm a huge fan of, and I will say now that we're you're looking at this, the Ennis Cantor signing is extremely stupid for Portland, and it's going to be very beneficial for the Thunder going forward. Because if Cantor dips into Zach Collins' minutes, it's going to kill the team. If you're upset, if you're upset about Cantor not being a Thunder, a Thunder, you're. you're I'm
2: very upset.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: people, I I love going go just go into Twitter and type into the search bar, type in like canter okc and go look how many stupid people they're like i if we can sign ennis canter wayne ellington and wesley matthews it's gonna be the best <laughs> buyout market ever i'm like I'm like these it's unreal it's unreal how <laughs> some and then the people that are all mad too they're like oh we should have got canter would have been so fun to have him back and i'm like this dude legitimately last moment on the team was billy donovan turning to his coach and say can't play canter and then he didn't play anymore
0: yeah, go back and watch that that Houston series. We, and lo- we got
1: we because of him because he's so his feet are bricks. You, you you can't do that in the NBA anymore. A team that prides itself on defense, we are not signing in his Cantor. Nerlon's Noel has been awesome. If he, we sign Cantor, we lose minutes from Noel. Noel single-handedly kept us in the Pelicans game. What? You never thought you'd say that whenever you have Russell and PG, Nerlon's Noel was the superstar?
2: I mean, Cantor's yeah. funny, though. Been a good oh, yeah. <laughs> right, we, we need our team
1: comedian, guys. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, we should really, just for the narrative, Every all moves in sports should be made on the narratives. So Durant should have went back home to the Washington Wizards because that's what made sense, and everyone's going to hype that up. We should re-sign Cantor because he's best friends with Steven Adams. It would raise right? Steven's morale. It would. Morale. <laughs> uh, that, okay, I'll say one thing our identity is going to be a lot better once Steven Adams gets healthy because that man was... I I feel like this happens every season. It's like he maintains so many injuries and he doesn't sit out for them and he just fights through the pain and he just gets slower and slower and slower and just starts limping across the floor and then All-Star break comes and then he comes out rejuvenated again and then towards the end of the season he gets hurt again.
0: Yeah, All-Star break is super needed for him right now. You could tell he was just not looking not looking great because he was he was pretty beat up in december too so
1: this is which one of the is, games did he him. have one rebound in he had one singular rebound it was it was I... one of the most recent two or three games but he had he had one game where it was he had nine points and one rebound i think it might Ugh. have been even portland it like, might have been portland it is it it's that's embarrassing from him <laughs> it's absolutely embarrassing uh but all in all I I think he'll come back. Okay. But you, you hate to see that, especially from a guy that we pride ourselves as the number three option. And we've lost that from him the past 10 games and we haven't even talked about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I don't really know. don't really know when we're going to pod next. So let's just
0: cover, let's cover the Utah game, Sacramento and uh, you know, uh, maybe Denver. Okay. So in that stretch, what do we think? We're probably going to go here right off the
1: bat. It's I've, hard to tell. I've been horribly wrong every time I pick this. Y'all yeah, go first.
2: i c I've been killing it. I've been killing it, so let's see, let me look at this one.
0: Okay, so Jazz in Oklahoma City, Sacramento in Oklahoma City, that's a back to back. And then uh Tuesday, uh Thunder
1: in Denver. Okay, screw it. I'll just go. Yeah, um I like the game versus Utah. I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, it's going to be on ESPN at 830. Uh, I like um, I like us winning that one, and it's going to be a really hard-fought game, really close. And then I, we go out, play Sacramento. I think we're going to win that one again. And then playing the Nuggets on that Wednesday, I believe, I think we lose that one, 2-1. Yeah,
0: um, I'm going to be... I'm going to be a big, I don't know. I, th- I kind of think we're going to go one and two here. Uh, I think we win Utah, come out and just, you know, come out fresh, come out fired up. Um, I, I, don't, I really like how we match up against the Jazz this year, weirdly enough. I don't know. I, I, I've mm. liked,
1: I liked, I kind of liked how we played early in the regular season. We said
0: that last year.
1: Uh, I we know.
0: Do, uh,
2: we
1: do not I match know. <laughs> up. Tell me how Rudy Gobert matches up well versus the Thunder. I want to hear your argument there. It's, okay, good about point 40 on Gobert, points, yeah. About 40, 15, it completely two. changes our dynamic of not having Russell comfortable to drive the lane. Because driving kick and him finishing in contact is extremely pivotal for our team. It.
0: It. Yeah, it, I agree. It hurts Westbrook. But I, I, I like that we have a, a bit of an ability to match up against Gobert in favors now. By you know, If we wanted to, we could throw yeah. in uh, Morris or, or uh, Noel there and kind of combat the two bigs. Oh, yeah. Um is Joe at least defensively. Ingles on that team? Yeah, Ingalls is still all right. He's had a weird hey, season. I, I don't want to
1: <laughs> He's had
0: a weird we, season. I should clarify. I think we match up better than we did last year, which we didn't match up against them like at all. I agree. Yeah. Um I think we win Utah, I think we lose to Sacramento. Um you know, second night of a back-to-back. I just I just have a weird feeling about that. We struggle against the Kings and
1: you know, the, I, I think Shumperts, you mean. That's true. Iman's
0: not there anymore. He's, he's in Houston. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like. I, I kind of like the Kings there. I don't know. Weird thoughts there. And, you and think then, we uh, lose to
2: Denver?
0: yeah. And then I think we lose to Denver too. The Nuggets. The Nuggets kind of have had our number. I don't think we match up very well against them. Jokic always does very well against Adams. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that I think the Pepsi Center is kind of uh kind of haunted for us here. I, I'm not, not big on it.
2: I mean, go, going like 0-3, 0-4 versus a team in the regular season isn't always a bad thing. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the Thunder lost all three games to Golden State, and then we were up 3-1 in the playoffs. So <laughs> I, if, we, if we lose to Denver, like, I don't think it would – I wouldn't be scared for the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Because I know we lost the Golden State series, but I'm just saying things can change. But I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say we win all three. I think, And I think all three of them are going to be very hard-fought games.
1: They're all going to be close. I, I will put that there. Mm-hmm. The, the the one that has the best chance of getting out of hand, I'd say, was probably the Denver game, just because oh, yeah. the the Jokic factor. Um, but I what I think definitely my key to it is can Steven Adams play? We were kind of uh, talking about that earlier. I play at a level that we expect him to, getting those offensive rebounds, being physical. He's got really tough job those next two out of three games with Gobert and Jokic so we'll see for sure I yeah I think I think the biggest
0: thing is is this team going to be able to be consistent and kind of keep their hot streak from what what they had before um shooting is going to be a big interesting a really interesting question for me going uh starting out here because you know sometimes you see a team come out of the all-star break hot you know and keeping that momentum going but I don't know. It, it, streaks are it, it, it's it's hard to tell when teams get cold or hot. Like it just, I, I want to see if Terrence Ferguson and the rest of these guys can really continue this. You know, to hit to hit at this clip because we've seen them shoot bad. Let's see if they can keep shooting good.
2: And I think, you know, team. It's like like after the All Star break is when you really start to separate contenders to to the fakes. Like this is this is when the grind time starts, and you really have to fight for positioning the playoffs and trying to get a good streak and momentum going into the playoffs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and last year
2: this will be interesting.
1: Yeah, last year we had a really bad problem of everything just falling off post All Star break. I don't know if y'all remember that. We PG PG. Yeah, so Andre being gone, yes, but PG's shooting went down. Maybe that's because he was collecting fluid on his elbow. But it it went really downhill. And then the Jazz skyrocketed. Sky, jazz were like a bottom feeder team last year, and then skyrocketed and got really good. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping we fought, kind of follow that mold and hit our stride and start running. And um, it should be a really good second half, but there's a lot of big games, and that might be a good thing. It might get us going.
2: And yeah, the, I'm going to say like for my predictions, if the Thunder win at Nuggets, like health like both teams fully healthy, if we win in Denver, that's a huge win. I think that says a lot about where this team's going.
1: Yeah, well, is what we so we're Owen 2 versus them right now, correct? Yeah, Bobby? correct. So, correct, we yeah. need We've to gotten win We blown
2: out both games.
1: We need to win the home game March 29th and this one to have a chance at the tiebreaker and then it'll come down to some crazy tiebreaker strength of conference or whatever well the problem is it comes down
0: to conference and division right now right now denver seven and one in the division we're five and four, oh, and whoop, whoop, whoop. they also have a speed in conference so more than likely barring barring a complete collapse in with denver they're going to win that tiebreaker um well, if we do assuming, win, two games, we win both, two yeah. If we win two games, I think we, I think we can take them out right. I'm not, I don't think we can take the one seed. I
1: think we, but I can think we can take Denver out right for the two. I'd um, be
2: ecstatic if we got the two.
1: And even if the tiebreaker happens, they could still drop a game versus Minnesota or Utah easily. Like, yeah, we, I mean, what what I'm trying to get out here is Utah and Denver games very, very important for us. Oh, without a doubt, you gotta win your games in conference,
0: mm-hmm. in division, especially, you know especially with this division, because how I mean well it Yeah, it's it's tight. The worst team is Minnesota and they're not even that bad. As we we as we know, they, they they've beaten us twice on our home court. Minnesota's
2: technically a contender for the eight seed. I think they're like ten right now. I'm not saying they're making the playoffs, but I'm saying that's how deep this division is. But also I mean, I think taking care of Portland, I think or at least we got their number so far. Dude. With the, I mean, well, they they used to have our number last year. We dropped mm-hmm. all four games. But I'm saying taking taking care of that tiebreaker is very important, especially in the division. How how uh, close they are behind us in the standings? I think they're like four, right?
0: Yeah, Portland's fourth. Yeah. Um, That's important. But they're, yeah, they're three. Uh, they're three games behind us in both both the lost column and you know actual games behind. Um. So that yeah, that was a huge game for us. Those that that, um, those three games. I mean, that decides it, um, really. So hopefully, hopefully the Thunder can stay strong. I I think the big key to this, to getting the two seed is not losing dumb games like Maybe. like the New Orleans game. Or like that a was
2: Sacramento just, game. I think that would be considered a dumb game.
0: Exactly, and I I just. Look, I love the Thunder. I just don't really think this is just this is just the time where the Thunder start losing those type of games, and I have a weird feeling that Sacramento is going to be one of them. And hopefully, I'm wrong. But I just I, this is just this is just kind of, I mean, if you look at the pattern of things, we
2: hadn't always been like that.
0: I mean, even in the great years, I feel like we've had years where you know Duran and Westbrook would just come out half-assed and we'd you know lose to a dumb team. We've had a couple a couple dumb Phoenix games, for example. Uh, uh, of well,
2: course, before, um, before let me let me pull it up in my notes. Uh, when I was on the plane to New Orleans, or actually no, it was after I was going to uh, Nashville a week ago. I made predictions for the remaining of our schedule, and this was this was uh, right before the Houston game, and so before then we had. 28 games remaining, and I have the Thunder going 20 and 8, and their final regular season record as 55 and 27. And so Portland, I had as a win. Check that off. I had I had Portland. I mean no, Houston was a win. I have so you can check that off. Portland was an L, which turned out to be a dub. And then I had New Orleans as a win, and that so, was a loss. So I just flip flopped those. So, then so had,
1: yeah, go for it. Last, so I just want to say. Is what is your point? So is it like what are we ending with? Two, three, four, five. Put that like. Huh? What is our final ranking? What is are we going to be?
2: Final ranking? Well, man, that depends on Denver. But I mean, uh, well, of course it us, does. That but, would put us. Yeah, that would put us in great position to be a two seed.
1: Because home state sixty. They're getting. 60 do you have a says the two? Yeah. Or the three. Two or the four. What do you got, Bobby? Uh, I'm gonna be an optimist. I think I think
0: we I think we'll get the two. I think I think we'll. It'll be close, though. I think we'll win. Uh, I think we'll win the Denver game in Oklahoma City split the two. Um, but somehow, I, I don't really trust the Nuggets down the stretch. I have I have a weird feeling they're gonna, you know. Sometimes these you know these teams who haven't had a lot of playoff success or success at this level can kind of falter off towards the end. And I don't know. I, I got I got the Thunder at the two. Yeah,
1: I I've yep. got my thing is I don't think. The Nuggets are going to be the two seed, but I'm not ready to say that we're going to be the two seed. That's what I'll say.
2: Well, who's going to take the two seed?
1: I think Utah. Honestly, I think they have a chance. I'm not saying that they will. I'm not. I'm not saying that's my prediction. I'm just saying my prediction is the Nuggets will not be the two seed. Utah has a long way to climb. I, I, know. I know. I know. I, seven. Yeah, seven games bind, But the I could. I mean,
0: I could. Favor, but... It is. It is very much in favor, and they could go on a run. But seven is. Uh, seven seven games in the last twenty five. That's that's a I'm, that's a tough time. I I said bold. That's all I'm saying. All right. It is bold. It is bold. All right. So I think that's about it. Um, that was a good talk. Always good to talk after uh, after a long time. But we're gonna as this run continues. You know, this is this is one of my favorite times of the year. The last twenty five games before playoffs and then leading into the playoffs. It's exciting. I'm I'm all in on it. Um yeah, so we'll we'll put out a lot more podcasts as we go as we go forward, go closer to the playoffs and then playoff time, I think it'll be pretty fun. I mean I'm pretty excited. Uh I think this is a Thunder team that can go on a deep run. Yeah,
1: I I feel very I feel this is probably the most optimistic I've been since the Durant eras. So that's really good. So keep the optimism. It's good for our fan base. Uh sign Deontay Burton. Yeah.
0: Ford, uh Okay, so before we go, out of 10, how would you uh, how do you rank your New Orleans experience?
2: Ah, god. I mean, from what I can remember, so probably like <laughs> probably uh, that's a solid 8. Solid 8.
0: Solid 8. Pa- that's
2: nice. Pa- Pato's lived up to expectations. That's Crystals 10. also lived up to
1: its expectations. <laughs> what how uh, what how high were those expectations? That's a great question. <laughs>
2: I mean, my expectation was that it would sound good in the moment and it would be absolutely dog shit in the end. About oh. five minutes into the meal, and I would suffer the next day. That and is exactly. That's exactly how it turned out. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, that's that's that sounds like a crystal's uh, time to me. Yeah, I, I think I, I shit know.
2: four times before twelve. Like <laughs>
0: the, the Pelicans Sweet. need to get good again because I I feel I feel like we missed out on a on a New Orleans trip here. I'm I'm disappointed we didn't get a New Orleans series.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know how much longer they're going to be a fun. team. Yeah, no, I I, I worry scary. about that because the stadium
2: was bad.
1: I mean, the, yeah. the
2: court court was fine, whatever. You know, it looked nice, but on uh, and it looks nice on the outside, but on the inside, that place is a piece of garbage. I mean, the food what do, do you good, expect? When the fans hardly even showed up, like what
1: do you expect from a place named Smoothie King Arena? <laughs> <laughs> the Smoothie King Arena, I love it. Crystal's love Arena. It. <laughs> the, the
0: crystal dome the crystal dome <laughs> that would oh, be no. so accurate oh no 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 okay you would have to you would have to go and uh go creative with it call it the crystal palace yeah crystal <laughs> palace. That, that, oh. that sounds like some sort of location in breaking bad though so probably probably not a great arena but honestly I that's what i would call it the, the customer palace.
1: service at every single concession stand <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it yep so goodbye goodbye pelicans we're, we're fading you out for this season have a have a have a good time try try to trade ad avoid the tampering so
2: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah so for the boys
2: oh, go ahead jason tatum
1: okay nope nope i, you so. I mean the seattle not supersonics not are
2: what? Oh
0: boy. Oh. <laughs> they would they would probably move to Seattle, I think. Vegas.
1: No. No. That's oversaturated. They can't take in three teams in the span of five years.
2: You never know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think they should,
0: but I could see them doing it out of Mexico City. greed. Mexico City. London. <laughs> Last time they <laughs> didn't they try to play a game in Mexico City and you know the arena caught fire?
2: No, that was the Spurs in Minnesota. Where
0: in Mexico like a City, smoke
2: bomb went off. Yeah, like a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, it was. It was also in Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's probably the move. But yeah. So that that just about does us for this week. Uh, make sure to follow off the wagon on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, give us that five star rating. We love it. We we uh, we're a big fan of the five stars. Jameson, did you hear about our
1: new five star guy we got? Yes, I did. I saw that. That's very nice. Yes, please yes.
0: Big, big fan of our new five star rating guy, uh, Swifty Dangles. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Swifty. Uh, we Yo, appreciate shout it. Shout out, Swifty. Schwifty, I, I, yeah, you know, it means a lot. So, thank please you for yep. acknowledging
2: that we are five star men and we deserve <laughs> to be called.
0: Oh, we we five-star are indeed five star men. We are five star men. So, thank you. Um, yeah. Give us give us a five star rating if your name's funny enough we'll mention you on the pod so we'll probably mention you anyways but if it's funny hey we'll you'll definitely get mentioned more all right so uh, so for me Ford and Jameson uh, that was off the wagon um, thank you for joining
1: and uh, we'll see you next time thunder up how can we know that Swifty Dangles is just not a burner account of Bobby's. Why
0: would I name myself Swifty Dangles?
1: Why? Because it's the least suspecting thing you could think
0: of. Swifty Dangles. Swifty well, Dangles just all, sounds like a. All these are burner, like a burner
2: These are all burner accounts because they all involve five star <laughs> men like the Sunny like
0: reference. What They're is the what, who is who is this D Bird? I I still have not found out D Bird. I, I promise you, I'm not. I'm not. Why would I do burners? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, why would I do but... burners.